All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. This is actually episode 10 of our sixth season. We're probably doing 40 or so a year, so we are getting to be old hands at this podcast. In any case, I am your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, as always, is, I uh, like that effect, Jen, is our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is our marketing director, Jen Weybor, and her cat, Hagrid. For those of you that are catching the video cast, that's entertaining. If you're merely listening, you're just going to have to pretend a fat orange tabby sitting in her lap. And yeah. hi, Jen. Been a minute hi, since Adam. we've seen you. It's uh, true. You've had a uh, cross-country road trip of sorts, moving your brother from Maine back here to colorful Colorado. Uh, yeah. That was an insane trip for you, I know, and I think that we uh, managed the podcast okay without you last week. I trust you went and checked my work. Of course I did. And I did, okay. Um, <laughs> and we've got a really cool guest for you guys today, somebody we've uh, had on, uh, that we've hoped to have on the show for some time, and we have had this booked out for some time. So please welcome Michelle Bersens. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, we're really excited about it. And you've kind of got this uh, spider web of family and a lot of real estate involved peoples and some other things that uh, go on here in the Denver, some uh, almost pseudo celebrity type of stuff going on. I know there's a uh, family tree that even links you to Jake somehow. Um, but yeah, it's been a long, long time since we had this book. So we're really glad to have you. Yeah, very excited to be here again. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, sure. Um, and I think it's important that you know, if you didn't already, and that anybody new to our audience knows that um, we've got a bit of a vetting process, as it were. We don't uh, just uh, slap real estate agents into the show. Our guests are uh, top producing mortgage originators and people that circumnavigate those industries like Barry Habib and Renee Rodriguez. So when we do have a real estate agent on the show, we've done a pretty significant amount of legwork in discovering that they do produce, that they've been doing that for some time. So we probably spent a good year and a half tracking you, stalking you. Stalking. Stalking. <laughs> okay, stalking it is. We're going to go with stalking. Yeah. Before yeah. inviting you to the show. <laughs> and that was probably a year ago. Yeah, that's about right. So we've probably been watching you for a good two or three years, maybe more. Um, so I just want to make sure that our audience knows that whatever Michelle's going to give you guys today, whatever content she's going to provide is coming from somebody who is seasoned and successful and basically knows what the fuck she's doing. Let's just <laughs> put it that way. All right. So, Michelle, give us a little bit of background. How did you get started? Where did you come from before it led into real estate? How long have you been doing this? That kind of good stuff. All right. Well, cliff notes, I guess I'll say uh, I've been in real estate full time for about nine and a half years. Um, I was a, a recruiter before that for about three and a half, four years uh, right out of college. And I was basically selling people uh, jobs and making, you know, making the move from company to company. And um, now I sell houses. Right. And help people move from location to location. So um, it was a pretty natural, um, I guess, switch for me. I always had a passion for real estate. Um, I grew up, my parents had some rental houses and I saw kind of the passive income that they 
had and, you know, their success. And um, after doing the corporate thing for a while, I decided um, instead of, you know, flipping houses at night that I was just going to go ahead and rip the cord and uh, just, you know, quit my job and basically go into real estate full time myself. So um, I have my own little portfolio and um, love helping people, you know, buy and sell um, kind of in the Denver metro area. And about four-ish years ago, I started doing a lot of, um, or I got into the mountain market and now I do probably 30% of my businesses mountain and or land um, deals pretty much around the state. So Wow. It's been a fun transition. To uh, add that. That, that's a couple of big transitions. Yeah. And you know, we, we see and hear a lot of chatter about people, well, inquiring, uh, when is it a good time to transition from my corporate gig, my real job, my full-time job into real estate? How do I taper that off? When can I pull the trigger full-time? Uh, a lot of people ask, how much savings should I have to make that transition? And that's also a really difficult question to answer because it kind of depends on who you are and how long sure. you have time and so on and so forth. And you really didn't do it part time. Really no, I pretty much just went in full time um, from the beginning. And I definitely want to give a shout out to my mentor, Lynn Wan. She is the best. She's uh, still in real estate herself. And um I actually, you know, asked to have a meeting with her and sat down. We went to um, the Warwick Hotel and um, we had, you know, over a cocktail, I was like, basically asked all of those questions. And she said, you have no idea how many people come to me and ask, you know, should I get into real estate? You know, can you mentor me? And she said, I pretty much have told every single person to not ever do it except for you. <laughs> she said, wow. you would be perfect at it and gave me all the tips and uh, basically said, yeah, don't not for the faint of heart you know have at no. least six months of savings yes if not, if not a year and, yeah. Yeah. I, I, i'm thinking two years might be a magic number today <laughs> yeah yeah and that's what i tell people when they come to me um as well i have a lot of people that say oh i want to get my license can you can we chat and i i've told maybe one person <laughs> that i think it's a good idea because uh, it is it is hard it's a very hard industry it's hard to get into um and to really you know build it up so well it's hard to be good at it that's true unfortunately yeah. it's really easy to get into that's true okay you, I, you don't yeah. set the bar very high and one of the actually it's funny because one of the things that really spawned just the tips coaching is that there is this enormous gap in what real estate agents and mortgage originators and this is true in other uh large direct consumer sales uh gigs are like we will gladly teach you the business i can teach you how to structure a loan you can learn how to negotiate a contract but none of it means shit unless you have leads buyers sellers borrowers, whatever the case may be. I do not need to know how to order an appraisal if I don't have any buyers, I don't have any borrowers, right? right? There's absolutely no reason for me to know how to do that. Um, so we don't teach that. And in defense, if the real estate schools did really teach the actual job, it would destroy their business model. Mm -hmm. And the rate that NAR reports to us of 80% failing in the first two years mm -hmm. would actually have that direct impact on the real estate schools. And they would never be able to cut 80% of their revenue and 
continue to do business. Right. Um, 80% of their students, 80% of the people they are moving along into the real estate industry. And then obviously the vast majority of that 80% is going to realize, oh, this is actually a sales job. I'm really selling me. I'm not selling houses because if I don't have any sellers, I don't have any houses to sell, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, that was part of the reason that we really started doing this is that there was this inherent failure, this gap of what people are learning when it comes to becoming a licensed real estate, to becoming a licensed loan originator, insurance agent, uh, car salesperson, on and on, and what the job actually is. And for most people to be able to just cut the cord and go do that, it's scary. Yeah. So did you actually work with your mentor when you started or were yeah, I did. Um, and I was, I, so I started at a company called Colorado Real Living Properties. Um, it, they've now changed their name to Realty One. Um, right. But yeah, she, I would go into the office, I'd sit beside her and um, she is the contract queen. So I got trained by one of the best. Um, she, you know, writes a very perfect contract and that's kind of how I learned. And um, yeah, I mean, I was literally toe to toe with her and um you know, learning her tips and tricks. And I, I really feel like she had such a big piece into my, you know, success in the beginning. Um, and she was real with me. I think, you know, kind of what you said, I mean, a lot of people just decide, and I even have my own buyers, right. That, that they, we do the transaction and then they decide they want to try to get their license and, Oh, you know, it's so easy to make this commission. And, um, they don't realize what they're signing up for and what they're getting into. And so she was really honest and, and real with me about, you know, the, you know, the, the nitty gritty of it. And I think that that really set me up for success. Do the two of you still work together? We don't, we're at different uh, firms, but we, you know, we get together often and, you know, either grab lunch or a cocktail and catch up and share war, war stories. Um, but yeah, she's, she's great. She's still, like I said, it's still in the business as well. So. Okay, let's get into the Wayback Machine for a minute and go back to this period where she uh, thought you would be a good fit for this. And the two of you are, uh, you know, side by side. Mm -hmm. What kinds of things were you doing to generate business? I mean, sphere, of course. Yeah, I mean, make sure everybody knows. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much how it generally starts. But, you know, I always joke and I say, if I were a buyer or seller, I wouldn't want to hire me for the very first transaction. <laughs> you, know, you want to go with the experienced person, right? So frankly, it's a lot of, um, you have to have a lot of confidence and you have, you know, that your client, whether it's the buyer or the seller has to trust you and, you know, believe that you're savvy, smart, you know what you're doing um, and that you can, you know, get them to the finish line in the best way, um, whether that's, making money or saving them money and, and, you know, getting them to, into the right house. So um, I think, you know, that's pretty much what I was just a hustler. I, you know, I was really fortunate. Um, I was flipping a house um, at the time and I bought it. Actually, she was my mentor. Lynn was the buyer agent when I purchased the house. And then by the time I was out of real estate school, I was able to list it myself so that was my first deal was my own. (laughs) I had a good friend of mine at the time um, who was looking for a condo and he knew I was in real estate school and he graciously waited for me to complete um, my, you know, license and and get all the, you know, documentation rolling. And um, he was my first buyer and got a great deal and um, helped him sell it several years later. And um, 
you know, move it to a house from there. So cool. Yep. And I suspect that that's a lot of what goes on now is that your business is repeat and referral. Correct. Yep. Everybody's should be. This yep. is the goal. Yes. But for all of our clients, if you're listening, strict <laughs> repeat and referral business that you can walk away from someday while it still pays you. Right. Please always keep that in the back of your mind for how you're building out this process. Um, so where does the business come from now and how did that transition occur? It's the same thing. Um, I think, I mean, I'd like to pride myself and say that I think I do a good job. And um, well, I think the history speaks for that. <laughs> I mean, I, that's all. I, I don't do any sort of marketing. I don't, you know, pay for any leads or anything like that. It's all word of mouth. And I appreciate those referrals so very much. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's you just got to keep it rolling when it's coming in and treat people well. Um, I think a lot of people think it's a one transaction business um, and they don't really take pride in what they do, how they, you know, treat their clients and I'm completely opposite. I think that um, if you do good, you're going to continue to do good. And those people are going to realize, you know, your, your grit, your hustle and the way that you treat them and how you get them, you know, like I said, the best deal or into the right home. Um, I think a lot of people forget that. And there are a ton of very bad agents out there that (laughs) unfortunately, you know, when you're in the transaction, you don't know what you're going to get on the other end um, when you're working with the, the opposite side. And I like to always tell my clients, you know what you're going to get with me. And it's going to be communication. Um, again, just, you know, walking them through the process as best I can and um, hopefully getting them a great deal. So, Well, and I think the old adage of uh, a client will become a friend faster than a friend will become a client sure. is absolutely true. Yes. So, and I, everybody listening, everybody watching, I want you to understand that while Michelle's a little tongue in cheek about uh, <laughs> the fact that there's so many bad agents out there, this is true of licensed professions, <laughs> That's true. mortgage originators, lawyers, all of us. Um, 99% giving the rest a bad name. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) no doubt. I I think that, you know, a lot of people just, I don't know. I I just, I don't think that they take very much pride in it. And I I think about it, it's, you know, you're helping somebody buy a multi-hundred thousand plus, you know, product or, you know, a home that they're going to be in forever. And I think, you know, sometimes it's easy to forget that, um, we are licensed individuals. We're writing the contract. Um, and if we screw something up, I mean, that's a huge deal. So again, I just really make sure that, you know, when I'm dealing with somebody that I'm offering my absolute best every single time, whether it's a hundred thousand dollar condo or a multi-million dollar home. And um, they, they still apologize for bothering you. <laughs> like, Hey, uh, when someone says, Hey, I'm sorry to call you so late. I'm like, mm. Have you ever spent a million dollars on something before? No? Okay, then yeah, please ask all the questions you have. Let's treat this with the respect it deserves. Absolutely. That's exactly right. All right. So what kinds of things are we doing to stay in front of this audience? I mean, we know full well that if you don't, you become an eventual distant memory. It's a very uh, 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 Coco kind of thing, right? Dia de los Muertos. If you're not remembered, then you're gone. Um, So you've got to be doing things. I know, and my audience is sick of hearing me tell them that uh, I've got a contact database of about 15,000, and I touch them anywhere from, not like that, I touch them anywhere from 40 to 70 times a year. 
Sure. Depending on who they are. And we can always talk about the A's and the B's and the C's, the heavy repeat clients, the heavy advocates that refer a lot of people to you, those kinds of things. And yes, we're going to have a uh, a more tight connection with them, a, a, you know, uh, a more active relationship with them. But what kinds of techniques and tactics are you exercising for that? I mean, honestly, my stuff and most of my clients are on social media. Um, I do a ton. Um, I do hate taking the selfies in front of the house. I think it. Oh, screenshot right now, Jen. Yeah, Capture right. It. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I'm sure it drives some people nuts, but I think a lot of people really like it. And I think when I'm doing showings, you know, I snap a lot of pictures and then put them in my Instagram story. And it's fun. I have so much banter back and forth with friends and clients, you know, people I maybe have never even sold a house to, but they'll ask me questions like, you know, what, what area is it? How much is that house going for? And um, it's kind of organic the way that those conversations turn into um, either referrals or, or deals. So I do a lot on social media just for the fun of it. And I do, you know, I do like it. I think it's fun taking either funny photos of real estate photo of the day of some horrible renovation or something like <laughs> that, you know, or something really cool in a house. Um, so I do that. And then the other couple things I just started incorporating last year was my first year doing it, um, was a client appreciation, um, event. And, um, I'm actually doing a spring one on April 29th this year. Um, and I did a theme of plants. Um, plants are super um, popular right now. And I think, you know, obviously everybody likes to have a little plant baby. So I went last year and I bought a bunch of little succulents and little cactus. Um, oh, Jen, I saw Jen perk up there. I think people loved it. They all got to take a plant or two home. Um, and I did it at a friend of mine's um, bar. It, the, the, it's a, a plant themed bar. So I did plants and pours and everybody came and had a drink. Um, and I catered it with uh, my friend um, owns Adelita's and they catered some tacos and it was just a really fun time. So the, the fern and the sunflowers behind you, those of you that right? are listening or catching, would never lead us to believe that Michelle likes plants. I should show you the other plants behind me, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it was a great time. People are asking me, when is it happening this year? And so um, I actually just got the date on the calendar and I'm basically going to do the same theme because everybody loved it so much. And um, they send me little updates of their, you know, how much their plant has grown from last year and that's fun. So that's another real fun thing that I, I did and, and going to continue to do to stay in front of people as well. Okay. It's like, it's like a plant adoption agency that you're running. Now. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we know that social media is important. I do love, and one of the things we work on when it comes to Instagram is stories. Uh, obviously a lot of short format video, a lot of photo work. Um, in the interest of providing things that your audience wants to see, hear, read, watch, and yeah, people love like absolutely horrible things about houses. Oh and, yeah, and really cool things about houses. No question. Although, of course, when you said that, I'm trying to figure out what would be really cool about my house, and I don't, <laughs> I can't think of anything that would be like <laughs> photo worthy. The good news is, I don't have anything like an outlet in the utility sink. We've all right, seen that. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Jen's shaking her head. Uh, yeah, Jen knows a lot of tradespeople, and she knows the electricians that uh, yep. roll their eyes every time. Yep. Um, so we know that that's important. I do think that events are important as well. And if we're going to have beers and succulents, then by all means, I think that's a really cool event. But I think it's really cool that 
like, you know, adopting an animal through the TV ad that you saw. Um, you're getting updates about these plants that you adopted out. Correct. That is hilarious. Oh, Look how that's amazing. Yeah, people love it. I mean, I love it too. It, it makes me so happy to see, you know, and then it's just another way for people, for me to reconnect with them, right? They're like, oh, look, look how good my succulent's doing. And, you know, can't wait to add to my planter, you know, from the event this year. It's it's fun. I, I, it's just such an organic thing, but it really, truly makes me happy. Yeah, no, no pun intended with organic, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think people refrain from giving me plants because they know what I would do to them. I know, I hear you. Yeah, that's I'm that's guilty as charged. That's not on my list. Of, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm lucky if I remember to give the dogs water, let alone plants. <laughs> so um, we'll uh, stick to uh, the things that can actually ask me for help if they need it, like water. Um, that's probably a good one. Um, okay, so I think that those are a couple of really important things and. Um, I don't know how to express this properly, that having a social media presence and having a live presence requires a lot of effort on both parts, and you've got to maintain a good balance. And I know, Jen, we did something recently on how we have to roll in the old with the new. Um, I think our weekly little tip yep. video blog had something about that. Yeah, you've got to be doing social media, and you've got to be doing cool things like text campaigns and voicemail campaigns and those kinds of modern technological ways to stay in front of people. But if you're not doing things like having live events, picking up the phone and things that have been tested and tried and true for decades, literally in most any sales aspect, then you're probably cheating yourself. You're not capturing an entire audience. You're not capturing multiple audiences, these kinds of things. So I like the balance of that kind of thing uh, a lot, a lot. And Jen, I'm gathering that you're kind of flowing along these lines as well. And just so that people don't uh, think I'm pimping Jen out, uh, Jen out by any means. Uh, <laughs> Jen has a lot of other things going on. She teaches yoga and does a bunch of events that way. Uh, yep. Jen's a sommelier and does wine events that way. And there are probably some other things that I'm missing. I know you just, you're just now planning a women's retreat. Yep. Right. A month old away. School, old school month kind away. of stuff in person, people hanging out, iron sharpens iron, like we do at the Mile High Mastermind, like we do with social media day. And Jen, hold your tongue. I'll let you talk about those before we're done. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's important to kind of be incorporating, you know, old school, tried and tested and things that are a lot more modern. I mean, let's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, social media has only existed as long as you've been a real estate agent, Michelle. And back then it was really just Facebook. Yeah, sure. Yep. I mean, we could call YouTube social media, although I don't really think we were using it in that capacity back then. Mm -hmm. So this is relatively new stuff. How long have some of these existed? IG, Twitter, TikTok. I mean, TikTok's really fresh in that sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, a fraction of the time that you've been doing real estate, a fraction of the time that I've been doing mortgages, I'm not going to admit how long that's been on air. Um, we, we can talk about that privately because I'm just old. Um, but yeah, I think that that's really a big deal to kind of have this hybrid of, I don't want to call it marketing. I don't like that term because in my mind, marketing costs money, but prospecting, socializing, these kinds of things. I think it's really important to cover all those, cover all those bases. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, what? I think, I mean, 
Yeah, I think that's, and it's mostly free, right? I think some people do, they pay for ads on Facebook and stuff, but you know, it's, it's easy not to. And it's, yeah, if, if you're not ready to compete with Redfin, Zillow, Walmart, McDonald's, whatever, and throw millions or billions of dollars at it, then no, it's there, there, then no, absolutely no. I think Jen and I throw Zuck 20 bucks a week. Yeah. Um, $20. We noticed uh, that when we're doing social media distribution on our video blog, if we try to share it in a bunch of groups, we get in trouble unless we give Facebook a little money. Sure. Then they kind of let us do that. It's a really interesting little piece of their algorithm. Um, I'm not going pay to to play. Yeah, kind of. I'm not going to get any deeper into the weeds on that because, wow, let's not pull any punches. <laughs> We're all capitalists. Um, you know, we want to make money. And if you happen to be in a line of work where you get to help people and get paid to do it, then shine on you, crazy diamond. I think real estate and mortgages and insurance and financial planning are fucking spectacular that way. So there aren't that many gigs out there where you get to really help people and still get paid for it. So that's certainly a very big deal to us. Well, Give us a little sneak peek. What what's something new that Michelle's going to attack in the rest of this year, next year? You got to have something cooking in the back of your head that you think is going to be fun, is going to be good for your clients, is going to be good for your business. I think so. I I'm definitely committing to doing two events this year: one spring and one in the fall. Um, and I think when when is the plants and pours? April 29th. It's in the that's your spring event. Yes, that's that's probably makes sense since it's plants. Yeah, right, let's exactly. let's give away some plants right before winter. Now, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> At least because, Sorry. I don't know, make it grow and for, for the dreary, dreary, dreary and gloomy days. At least you have a in the winter. But yeah. um, I think I'm gonna try to do like a, a Rockies game or something like that, and just uh, buy a bunch of tickets and you know, have people come to that. I think that that's fun. I, you know, obviously the last couple of years of people being stuck inside, it's, you know, um, everybody is traveling and wanting to get out more and more. So I think doing that type of event would be really fun too. And, um, and then that way too, people can invite their families and, you know, maybe some other, a friend or something, people I haven't met also, and just, you know, try to grow the sphere that way. Um, I love doing stuff like that just, you know, personally. So, um, hopefully I can have a, a good turnout if I do something like that, um, in, in the summer as well. So that's next on the agenda. I haven't yet planned it, but I think it'd be pretty easy to get people to attend, um, something like that as well. So we, we do a lot of sports related stuff and we have done some Rocky stuff, uh, depending on your timing, it'll be difficult because the <clears throat> Rockies really don't play baseball in the fall. Uh, well, the Rockies haven't really played baseball in a while. I was going to say, when do they when do they play baseball? Well, it's funny because we always talk about how it could be snowing in April and October, and I'm like, yeah, the Rockies don't really play in October, so yeah. that's okay. Um, but yeah, the, we do uh, certainly get a lot of traction with that kind of thing. Avalanche Nuggets, Broncos, yeah. Pioneers. Although that season ended on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, headed to the uh, and the National College Hockey Conference tournament this weekend, and then or yeah, this weekend, and then they'll uh, start playing for the NCAA championship, hopefully again. But yeah, we will not see any more games in Denver till the spring, uh, till the fall. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, my youngest was really disappointed about that. What do you mean they're done for the year? Like the whole year? 
Well, the school year. They'll go back in the fall. So he starts counting the months in his head, how many months it's going to be before he gets to another Pioneer hockey game. Um, But um, I do think that all of that is really relevant stuff. I think that um, some digital um, presence, some physical presence, and I think that you touched on something that's really important and our, uh, our audience just needs to hear it um, over and over and over and over, all of you, that Michelle was describing an opportunity for people to bring new people, bring a friend, bring a relative. And of course, when you bring a new person into your fold, they have coworkers, they have family, they have friends on. And, you know, you're, you're building just, you're building your sphere more than just by one person. You're building your audience by more than just one person. But I really think it's important for everybody listening to understand that adding to your audience, adding to your database, building that sphere is a eyes open, eyes closed activity every day for the rest of your career. That is kind of what you want going on. You want more people consuming more of your content, whether that's digital or in person. In Michelle's case here, taking home a succulent is consuming her content. I mean, it really is. It's not just people watching her Instagram stories and interacting with her that way, although that's even better than just the consumption. But I think it's important for everybody to understand that adding to your audience whether that's your contact database, people getting your email, people you're sending flyers to, uh, people that are in your text campaigns or voicemail campaigns or on your social media. And remember, every channel is a slightly different audience, maybe even a significantly different audience. Your Facebook audience, your Instagram audience, your TikTok audience, all different to a degree. And I think that it's important to understand that that activity has got to be something that you're doing all the time, all day, every day. That's your goal. Um, so yeah, I think that that's important stuff and I just kind of wanted to expand on that, but thank you for throwing it out there. All right, Jen, I know we're already at our time limit. I see your <laughs> gestures. Uh, Michelle, she warned you that it was going to go fast. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, sure so let's, let's get Michelle back for another episode and okay. hear more about succulents and see how her Rockies event or whatever she's going to do in the fall panned out. And why don't you tell us about all the other things that we're up to these days, Jen? Yeah, Social Media Day Denver is going to be here before we know it. Tickets are on sale now. So that is Friday, June 23rd, full day of social media themed content. Um, Open to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're in sales or not. It's open to creatives. So maybe there's people that you know that could benefit from it. Uh, This is our third year putting on that event which is insane um so again that's friday june 23rd ah, third and year then, since we started doing it right i think yeah, it has seventh new... year for okay. the actual i was gonna say eight, they did skip yeah. i think it's seven because they didn't do one in 2020 so okay you know but that 2020 doesn't count so it's fine <laughs> and then mile high mastermind is gonna be september 29th and 30th at the university of denver um those tickets are not quite on sale yet but if you're interested in speaking or being involved in that that's our lead generation really themed weekend it's very mastermindy it's a small group um 
it's a great weekend. We spend Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday. We always do something cool Saturday nights. Last year we went to Meow Wolf. Um, we've done the International Church of Cannabis. We all the it's a blast. We have a great time. So we did a concert um, at Red Rocks one year. Concert at Red Rocks. Yep, that was before my time. Uh, Rockies game. We've done that a couple times. So uh, text tips to six three five six six to find out all the things, including more videos from just the tips our weekly little tip more episodes of the show book a free hour of coaching with us all the things all Text the things the six three five six six thanks yeah. and michelle thank you i know that carving yeah, out this you. kind of time on a monday morning is not easy and we've uh, been looking forward to this for some time and now we can look forward to having you back <laughs> sounds great thank you so, so much again you bet and for the rest of you you can catch us live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube at 10.30 in the morning, Mountain Time. Um, now we're on Mountain Daylight Savings Time. Yeah. Yay, although I struggled this morning. I'm not going to lie. I may have snoozed the alarm for a solid hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 5.30 did become 6.30 today. Uh, neither here nor there. And uh, yeah, Jen already gave you all the things to uh, catch past episodes and that kind of thing. So tune in next week and we will see you guys next time.